government would really like to know where innovations are at, how effective is their funding that's going into the ecosystem. Investors want to know what innovations they should be investing into, people want to know who their competitors are. It's a, it's a universal issue to know what's happening in the innovation ecosystem at any point in time. Hello and welcome to the MTP Connect podcast. I'm Caroline Jewell. Today we catch up with Matt McGann, founder and CEO of Health Horizon, a health innovation tracking and discovery platform, making it easy to follow the progress of medical innovations around the world. MTP Connect supported Health Horizon through the Growth Centre Project Fund in 2017, and we've been following the company's commercialisation journey ever since. My co-host from MTP Connect is Elizabeth Stairs, director of our Biomedtech Horizons program and risk and reporting. The podcast is coming to you today from Canberra, where MTP Connect is supporting Science and Technology Australia's Science Meets Parliament event and the National Press Club address by Professor Mark Hutchinson. So we are absolutely delighted to be meeting Matt for the first face-to-face podcast interview in two years. Welcome, Matt, and hello, Elizabeth. Thank you. Hello. So it is great to be talking with you again, Matt. We caught up with you in 2019. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot has happened since then. So perhaps you can just bring everybody up to speed with Health Horizon, the platform, and tell us how is it sort of spotlighting stages of innovation? Sure, well, we have a mission, and that is to make, to put every, to put every health innovation in the world at everyone's fingertips. So at the moment, everybody feels a bit uninformed about what innovations are out there, what stage they're at, how fast they're developing. And we think we can just solve that so that everybody in the world knows where every innovation is up to at any point in time. So we started, the original idea was back, um, formed at a cafe here in Canberra in 2014, I think, mm-hmm. quite a long time ago. And then that was a uh, idea for a little research project that I did on the side with my co-founder, Marcus Dorr. And from there, we sort of identified the problem space that there is this fundamental issue where there are health innovations that wish they could be known about and seen. And then there are people out there who wish they could see them and know about them. What we did is uh, looked into the problem for a few years, tried to design a solution. And the the first application, the first serious application of a solution was the uh, project funded through the project fund in 2016 through MTP Connect. We can talk about that a bit more later. And uh, the use case for consumers was this idea, because I don't have a background in health. My background's in science, in physics, uh, but Marcus's background was in health. So he talked about this problem. There are innovations that want to be seen, and then there are people that want to understand their journey and see them. And I came at it as a consumer. I just thought, I'd be happy to know where that promised cancer cure is that I get promised on the news every two weeks. So uh, the idea was, if any, if, if the progress of any health innovation in the world is to be known, it's going to be on the internet somewhere. So it should be possible to develop a system that could detect every time someone makes a new claim about a health innovation, work out who funded it, who it worked with, what evidence it's published, and piece that all together so you can uh, join the dots and piece together the historical development journey of any health innovation in the world. And if you can do that into the past, you can do that in real time into the future. And so now the question isn't what technologies are out in this area today, it's can we just put a monitor on this area and be 
notified in real time as new innovations emerge and as the innovations in that area make progress. And that's obviously all medical and health innovation focus. Yes. Yes. Matt, what, you said you were a scientist. What's your interest between science and health? Yeah, I think I was a bad scientist because um, <laughs> I didn't really... I found it really hard to just struggle on a problem by itself in a, in a vacuum, but I was very interested when innovations could get into the world. Uh, well, I should say when, when a scientific discovery got, can make it into the world. So I was, I was doing research into fusion at the uh -huh. ANU, and it was very, it's always 20 years away, that's the kind of joke, but uh, the ANU was running all these innovation competitions at the time, and I got quite into all of those. I liked the idea of making my own job and, and trying to get something out into the world. So that, that was the real point of interest to me, and, and to me the platform is a way to get many innovations, help get lots of innovations out into the world. How do people engage with your platform? So, you know, talk us through if I was, um, you know, a company, a startup maybe, mm -hmm. looking to develop a particular medical innovation, I wanted to find out who else is doing something similar or in the space that, that we're interested in, in working in. Mm -hmm. What would they do once they found your platform? Well, anyone can sign up to Health Horizon. It's free. And if you have a, a disease area that you, someone, a loved one, has a problem with, let's say, maybe your grandfather Parkinson's disease or something like that. You can just search for any problem area like that and then see all the innovations that are in development around the world. And then you click follow like you would on like Twitter. a version of social media. <laughs> and then uh, it will notify you when that innovation goes on to enter trials, past trials, and when it finally becomes available. That was the original goal to design that for consumers. But pretty quickly we realized that professionals are consumers in every area that they're not a professional in <laughs> and also uh, that problem of not being aware of where innovations are at at any one point in time and what they're doing that's a wider problem than just consumers the government would really like to know where innovations are at how effective is their funding that's going into the ecosystem investors want to know what innovations they should be investing into people want to know who their competitors are it's a it's a universal issue to know what's happening in the innovation ecosystem at any point in time. And so you, your platforms obviously develop some sort of information gathering algorithm that can pick up every little bit of relevant information. I mean, how many mm -hmm. innovations are listed on the Health Horizon platform? At the moment, there's 6,000 being tracked and 2,000 of those are Australian ones. Fantastic. I think there's about, um, I forget the exact number, maybe. 80,000 uh, individual activities that were picked up. So an activity can be anything from a funding event, a collaboration, attending a conference, whatever these innovations do that's publicly accessible that indicate that they're making progress in some way, we, we pick it up and put it in the timeline. And how many subscribers have you got? On, I guess, do you call them subscribers? Or uh, yeah, customers? I think we have 4,000 users at the moment. And um, just in the last six months, we've been I think we finally found the niche as a, as a company and started to really grow in the last six months, bringing on um, uh, bigger and better customers and um, expanding our service offering to the customers that do exist. So it's right. been an exciting time. Wow. And all during COVID, the last two years have obviously been a very different landscape for companies, startups, developing um, yeah. new offerings. How, how has that sort of impacted um, your business planning? Well, in the very first instance, it wasn't f we didn't feel at that 
strongly because we're already a highly distributed team. We have uh, data researchers and curators who help and direct the algorithm around the world. And then we've got Australian team and uh, developers in other parts of the world. Uh, but it was very, very difficult to um, grow a startup in COVID when you don't have that face-to-face. -face. So like building up a reputation and getting more customers and, and the sales process. We struggled with that for about 18 months until the last six months that I mentioned were really successful. We kind of found our groove. And uh, I tell everybody that that's, that's growing in hard mode. <laughs> and now that everything's opening up, I think, well, I'm hoping that yeah. everything becomes like 10 times easier. And because we've sort of built this muscle around selling without the human connection, maybe it'll be easier to do that with the human connection. With, so without the human connection, you're talking about virtual connecting or networking? Or well, for example, we went to the summit uh, last week, the Digital Health Summit in Melbourne, and um, I was talking to people that I'd been trying to get contact with for months, and I just saw them and, and talked to them and finally got into that network. So that kind of, um, that's the bit that was missing yeah. and that I think would be frustrating, well, has been frustrating a lot of startups trying to grow in that environment yeah uh, we we've been hearing it a lot and I know that everyone is you might have a virtual or a digital product but you know we we still need that face-to-face -face or some sort of connection beyond that yes and um, if, if your startup is uh, we we sell very much to large companies and enterprises and government departments and that kind of thing so the sales cycles are kind of longer and you need to have that connection for startups that are totally distributed and doing um, subscription-based B2C customer selling to customers, I think it, um, they wouldn't have had quite so many challenges. Mm. And you mentioned that you know you can take up a free subscription in mm -hmm. a way on the platform, mm -hmm. but there's also some other levels perhaps for large pharmaceutical companies who are looking for new innovations to invest in or collaborate in or partner with. Um, governments you mentioned as well. Mm -hmm. So you have different, um, I guess, levels of, of subscriber? Yeah, well, there's two main functions that we've determined are the most interesting use of this ability to know where any health innovation is at. And the first one is being able to just find and track innovations automatically as if you had your own personal research assistant. So you go to conferences and, and you think, oh, I've got to keep an eye on that technology and, oh, someone told me about this thing and invariably you forget to do it or you don't do the background research but instead you just sort of look them up on Health Horizon, follow, follow, follow and if they're not there you can request it, we track it for you. The second part is when you can track every innovation that's making progress and you, you can do enough of those at once you start to see an, an entire ecosystem or an entire sector and so then the question is what becomes possible when you know every funding event that has gone into a certain sector or every collaboration, who's collaborating the most in that sector, what, what countries have been collaborated with, this kind of information. So that's what we call the ecosystem analysis. Mm -hmm. So at the individual level of the innovations, you're tracking each of those. That's useful for tracking cohorts. But then there's this level up that says a large pharmaceutical company, for example, is interested in this kind of wearable device that has just passed FDA approval on the East Coast of the US, something that specific. So we can monitor and, and create real-time feed that always just keeps them up to date about whenever innovations are appearing in that area. But other questions you can ask of the ecosystem are things like, given this cohort, how much funding have they gone on to raise? 
or so from sort of an initial seed funding let's let's see what sort of investment growth they're getting uh, yeah, for an individual innovation, but then also maybe a, a generation or, or a cohort. So what about all the startups in, um, in wearable devices in Australia? Like what funding have they gone on to, to raise? Um, questions, these ecosystem level questions, this is really the focus for this year. It's how do we make it easy to ask a question like that and then provide that information in, in real time on, on demand? Elizabeth, I was going to ask you how, how you know, you've seen um, some of the research projects that MTP Connect fund through its strategic programs that we um, uh, deliver for the Medical Research Future Fund and um, for the Department of Industry. How have you seen people apply this platform? So the Biomedtech Horizon Fund has a number of subscriptions to the Health Horizon and we use it in a number of ways, so all of the ways that Matt's just spoken about. Um, the first way is that for the, the individuals who are interested, we'll pay for them to have their own specific channel, and that means that they can use it to map their own ecosystem. They can look at their competitors, they can look at the progress of individual companies within their, their sector, they can look at who's investing, what large companies are investing into their competitors, and therefore perhaps who might be interested in looking at them in the future if they decided that they wanted to exit in some form. We also use it to, as an overview of all of the people who we've awarded funding to, which is 45 projects for the BMTH program. And we can look at all of those in a very quick and simple way and find out who's making progress who's been invested in, what kind of IP they're, they're looking at, who's at, as you mentioned Matt, who's at what conferences, um, and just looking at the, the progress of that cohort as a, as a whole. And it gives a very nice quick overview of all of those projects and the progress that they're making. Just how you measure impact is a really big problem at the moment, a big challenge. And um, yeah, I'm interested to see what might be possible with with data i feel like finally we're at the stage where we have enough about the ecosystem to start maybe even making some uh, quantifications of impact obviously one of the the reasons i guess why mtp connect is so interested in the health horizon platform is because we're uh, investing in research uh, to deliver medical innovations that can be commercialized mm -hmm. turned into uh, medical products that provide not only health benefits for patients, people, but also jobs. Do you have a handle through the platform how many sort of innovations have been commercialised? Or are we still yeah. sort of talking about very sort of early stage innovation? Uh, well, yeah, it, it's very much the whole journey. There are a lot of platforms that already exist that focus on the very early stage research and paper publishing. But there is a big gap between a research paper, again, it's that structured world of journals and impact factors that can be easily quantified and pulled together into a database. And then from that to actual impact on lives, that's all a real fuzzy world of um, hidden information and um, private information, public press releases, all that. And that, that's, that's the bit we're focused on. We usually have the phrase beyond research, meaning once something is a, a breakthrough, that's the earliest sort of phase we pick it up, and it's shown intention to commercialize, or uh, n not even just commercialize, because commercialize is for, um, you know, to turn to a, a private for-profit company, let's say, but there are other ways of proliferating an innovation. Mm -hmm. 
so the um yeah we we learned pretty quickly that it's much more than just a commercialization journey it's like a proliferation journey in the most general and you've got commercial avenues to do that non-profit avenues to do that governmental avenues to do that so the data model we had to produce had to be flexible enough to capture the kind of activities that occur across that longitudinal stretch of the lifestyle of the life um, span of an innovation but also had to be flexible enough to deal with the breadth of health because everyone defines health in a different way and the biggest problem though was uh, how do you define an innovation and that we struggled with that for a very long time because we would we would track innovations and we put them in front of somebody and they would look at one and go oh yeah yeah that's that's cool that's an innovation oh no I know about that one that's not new oh no that's not new oh that is and people would totally disagree on what classified so the question was how do you track everything when it's not clear what is an innovation and what constitutes progress so we think we've solve the what constitutes progress and what are the important activities and, and structuring them. We've solved that part. And the way we solved the what is an innovation part was not pretending to predict what everybody else thinks is an innovation at any one point in time. So we, we very much respond to what people need. So a, a large medtech company might come to us and say, we are interested in this improved um, patient engagement project here. And we want to do something like that. So that's what we call an innovation. And other things that are patient journeys or digital platforms or non-digital platforms, that's what we're calling an innovation. Can you track stuff like that? And we can because the data model is much more flexible and um, uh, loose. So we track the softer innovations like care pathways and digital over to the sort of harder innovations like implantables and, and drugs. So your team must be made up of uh, data engineers and... Yeah, yeah, we call them curators mm. because they're... Uh, and this is another thing we, we learned. We started by trying to automate the entire process. Um, but then we introduced people to kind of be cleaning up the data. And the more we've done that, the more the customers have wanted the manual curation. And so now we have a semi-curated automatic system uh, that uh, we've got a lot of ideas on how to improve, but there are certainly human curators around the world sort of managing people's, each person's feed, and then they provide feedback on the feeds, and then they can get chain updated over time. Because when you're monitoring sectors over time, the sectors can change, but also company priorities tend to change. So once you start looking at ecosystems in real time, you need to make them flexible to changes in priorities, and that's what the curator helps to do. Elizabeth, I was going to ask you, um, in terms of the early stage funding for Health Horizon, um, it was one of the first projects that MTP Connect funded through through the project fund? Yes, it was. Yeah. So the, pro the original project was to try and automate some of your system, mm -hmm. yeah. which it sounds like you've managed to do or from the, the result of that project that was that you were perfectly capable of automating the, the feed that you received, but that wasn't what necessarily your customers wanted. They needed it to be curated in a, a, a part automated, part human yeah, exactly. um, yeah. perspective, which is quite an interesting analysis because I think some people do think that maybe automation and complete automation 
is the way that everything will go. But mm, actually, mm -hmm. that's not not the not what you have experienced. Yeah, the uh, one of the strongest lessons I learned throughout this whole journey was to be working with a customer as soon as you can. And we really struggled to do that because when I described the first idea we came up with at the cafe, it was so broad and we weren't exactly sure what was happening. And it genuinely took years of just me and Marcus exploring and talking to people to kind of work out what, where the problem, problem resided. And um, the, the MTP Connect project was the first time there was sort of someone on the other side of it, like MTP Connect, who could judge it in a way and give us feedback on it. Like that was really important. Then um, that was produced and that's been running for three years. I think it's actually finished in terms of the um, timeline of it all, but it's still being tracked on the, the website. So after the first year, we were tracking about a thousand innovations across the country and it's been gradually picking up more and more and more. So now it tracks about 2000, I think. One of the, you mentioned just before that there's a lot of information out there in the world and, and you know, we've been through a period where fake news has become a reality. Mm -hmm. How do you fact check your information? I mean, that must take a huge amount of resourcing. We have a bit of a, an advantage in the sense that the information that we're tracking is through public sources and it's usually sort of the the social media or the official websites or official news websites from the companies that are developing the innovation from the companies but also also journalists okay. are doing the work and then we also don't make any judgments or um, evaluate the innovations in any way mm -hmm. our goal is just to matter-of-factly point out that here's an innovation and here is all the indications in the past of what it, it has done so every every sort of update you can picture them as a timeline because it's it's literally a timeline when you look at it on the platform and you'll see that they receive funding here they collaborated with this group here and at each of those you can click it and follow to the original source of the information so it's it's about pointing you to where the um, important bits of information are, mm. and especially the professional users appreciate that because they, they, they're the best judge of whether these um, innovations are um, you know, the next big thing mm. or, or not. I was having a, um, you know, a wander through the Health Horizon platform um, before we met and I noticed that you talk about you know, following a health innovation is as, almost as simple as following a celebrity. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that because we are very much is a world where we want information at our fingertips immediately. We want to be able to know what's happening. We want to be able to contact the people that are making things happen as well. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I think tech, the internet and, and social media particularly have really changed up that ability for people to connect. Mm. Um, and obviously the Health Horizon platform, you, you have that same sort of concept. Yeah, sometimes I think about it a bit like LinkedIn, in the sense that people forget the world before LinkedIn, but mm. you just couldn't know what everyone was doing. You didn't know where people worked, you didn't know who you could hire, you didn't know who was in the same city. But now there's this floating resource that you know about called LinkedIn, and if you ever need to know where somebody's at in their professional life, you know it's there. And so sometimes I think about Health Horizon like that. Whereas right now we live in a world where the things humanity are working on are out there somewhere and it's a total mess and you have no idea what it is. But with Health Horizon, that's the place you go and you find all the innovations under development and you know where they're all at at any one point in time. So it's a nice comparison I sometimes use. Yeah, I think that's just in a nutshell, that is absolutely it. And once you've known that, you can't imagine the world without it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Well, it's really exciting and, um, you know, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, it's been a real pleasure to talk about Health Horizon and, you know, if um, people are interested in taking a look at the platform, it's just www.healthhorizon... It's a the, the thehealthhorizon.com. Dot com. Yeah. Okay, well, that's um, a big thank you to Matt McGann from Health Horizon for joining us today. This has been the MTP Connect podcast. Thanks for listening to the show. Remember, it's easy to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you enjoyed our discussion, feel free to give us a rating. It really helps others find our podcast. Until next time.